The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance on News Talk. Over 4,000 Palestinians have now been killed in the Israeli counteroffensive following the Hamas attack that killed 1,400 Israelis two weeks ago. At this point in the conflict, uncertainty reigns. A ground offensive is on the table and the prospects for the hostages are unknown. The likelihood of escalation in the wider region is increasing. And all of this occurring against the backdrop of an impending humanitarian crisis in the Gaza Strip. I'm joined now by former diplomat and CEO of the Henderson Risk Group and International Risk Management Agency, Duncan Bullivant. Duncan, good morning. Good morning, Pat. Now, no sign of that uh, ground invasion yet. Uh, the, the tanks are massed. We've seen the uh, pictures on television. Uh, why are they staying their hand? I think we've got to remember that at, at the centre of this tragedy is the fact that there are over 200 hostages sitting in Gaza. And the pressure that is being put on the Israeli government by not just the United States, but but every nation who has hostages, which includes Thailand, Germany, Argentina, Spain, Chile, I won't go through the whole list. Everybody will be putting pressure on the Israelis to say, look, please do whatever you can to get our people out and and get your people out safely. Um, Please leave no stone unturned. And at the point at which you feel that this can no longer be achieved, then obviously, you know, we we leave it up to you to decide uh, how to take things going forward. And that balance is it's it's always there in these in these hostage situations. So as as we speak, the Israelis and other nations will be involved in painstaking gathering of intelligence, trying to locate the hostages. Is there a military operation that can be launched to, to release them? Can they be? Can the negotiations pr- produce something of, of value? When that has been exhausted, and if, if it is decided in consensus that, 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 that there is no longer any point in talking, I think that's the point at which you'll start seeing a ramping up of military operations in, in the north of Gaza. Mm-hmm. Um, th- what is the incentive for Hamas to hand over any of these hostages? I mean, the bombing has uh, continued not quite with the intensity of the uh, first week, but it is still continuing. Um, are they trying to soften them up in some way? Well, in any in any hostage negotiation um, or any kidnap situation, I think actually we should look at this more as, as, as the latter. You've got to look at what the gain is. People, people don't take hostages or, or kidnap people unless they want something in return. And I think the, from, from the, the Hamas perspective, and let's not just look at Hamas, let's look at Hamas's sponsor, Iran. You know, what are they trying to a, a, achieve from all of this? And at the moment, I think Hamas will be looking at the situation as best they can, and working out at what point does the, you know, when, do, when is the tipping point between uh, international support for Israel to uh, respond to the, the atrocities committed by Hamas? At what point does the world start losing patience with Israel? And that, and that is, is a balance. You know, it, 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 what, what's it going to take? 4,000 Palestinian lives? 8,000 Palestinian lives? I'm afraid that sounds cynical, but this is this is the thought process one suspects that is going on at the moment. Right now, I think world generally world opinion is still supportive of of Israel to do what Israel has to do to to secure it, it, it itself. But of course, the 
the noise that is coming from aligned groups, sadly, you know, South Africa has now joined Iran in condemning Israel in, in terms of its actions in 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 in, in, in uh, Gaza. You know, this this clamour will get louder and louder, and we're, we're also seeing an influx of of, of fighters in, into the north, and 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 you know we've, we've seen um, even Yemen getting drawn into the conflict in, in the in the last seventy two hours. So it, that's the balance, and at some point Hamas will will either release the hostages or or hold on to them in, in an attempt to discredit mm. Israel even further. Um. It's hard to understand why Hamas would release the hostages. The only card they have, they are facing overwhelming force. They release the hostages and therefore they release the Israelis' uh, ground invasion. Because why stop if you're not in danger of killing the hostages because they've now been released? Nothing to stop you going in and, and doing whatever you feel you need to do. Absolutely. And I think any release that takes place is going to be in dribs and drabs. I mean, you know, Qatar is the main interlocutor at the moment between um, between Hamas and, and, and others. Turkey is involved as well. Um, you know, the Iranians have probably got the ability to pick up the telephone and tell the release to happen tomorrow, but that's that's not going to happen. Uh, right, right now, I think Hamas is probably in a situation where if they release one or two hostages every 10 days or so, they'll, they'll keep the Israelis at bay. Um, but... Is, does Hamas actually want to keep the Israelis out of Gaza? That's 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 the big question, because it would probably suit Hamas to have Israel um, in, invade Gaza. The imagery would would be seen by many around the world as 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 the as the, the line that Israel has crossed. It would give Iran all it needed to 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 pursue an, e- an even wider conflict against Israel. So I'm afraid there's no there's there's no black and white answer to it to, to any of these questions. It is an intractable situation, and it's and, and Israel is, is 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 on a knife edge. The Israeli Defense Minister has outlined what he sees as Israeli the Israeli war plan, and he says we are currently in the first phase, which involves a military campaign aimed at targeting terrorists and disrupting Hamas's infrastructure with precise airstrikes. The second phase will be an interim period of lower intensity war with a focus on eliminating pockets of resistance. And then, interestingly, the third and final phase will entail the establishment of a new security framework in Gaza, relinquishing Israel's responsibility. Can you parse that yes. for me, Duncan? Well, that's, it's, it's interesting. I mean, that, let's take, let's take the, um, the last statement first. That, that infers some, some form of international peacekeeping force. And the appetite, certainly within the United Nations, and the appetite within nations that would be acceptable to the Palestinian people, is pretty low at the moment. The world is is stretched. Let's not forget this. this the, the, there's a conflict happening up in Ukraine, which which has fallen off off the the broadsheets of late. You know that that would require an international presence. I'm not convinced that's that's going to happen, but I think Israel's position here is that that it it simply does not want to have this issue or this problem hanging over it going forward. That that may not be achievable. With regard to with regard to the the other commentary, I think there's a lot of rhetoric. I, I think Israel doesn't does not at this point have a fixed strategy. You cannot have a fixed strategy for a situation like this. You have to be reactive. And I'm sure that Israel has got has got very clear aims and objectives, primarily the release of the hostages 
and secondly, establishing a security environment in which Israel, this never happens again. But we're, we're a long way from that becoming a reality, and we're a long way from any, any um, type of action from Israel that is, that is going to set that in motion. Right now, they're, prepared, they're preparing the scene. And the initiative at this stage of the game is, is balanced between both Hamas and Israel. In these, in these circumstances, when you're, when you're looking at a military solution, which is obviously what the world is, is expecting, the military solution really only works if you take the initiative. You cannot be reactive. You've got to then you know, move, move with, with purpose, with, with, with a clear set of objectives. If your objectives are not clear and you just, and you just end up meandering into a conflict environment, then not, not only do you waste lives, and these are, these, these are Israeli conscripts we're talking about, but they're, they're, they're volunteers in many ways. These are reservists who've, who've come back you know, from their civilian lives. You know, this is not a this is not a standing army. Although there are those who are who are professionals. So, from an Israeli point of view, every Israeli soldier's life is is precious, and and from a PR point of view, they can't afford they can't afford to kill Palestinians on an ad hoc basis. It it it, it it's bad. It's it's very very bad for for their position in the world. Now, looking at what's going on, uh, we know that there were some incursions uh, from Lebanon by Hezbollah. Uh, Netanyahu has warned Lebanon that if they decide to open up a second front from Lebanon into Israel, that the the state of Lebanon will effectively be destroyed. They will see uh, presumably bombings the likes of which they've never seen before. Uh, the Israelis have targeted uh, airports in Syria, in Damascus. They've thwarted drone attacks coming in from Lebanon. I mean, it is like a tinderbox there. Yes, I think you know that everybody's talking about pre- preventing this uh, conflict from escalating, uh, and in many ways it is already starting to escalate. And there's an ine- a certain inevitability to escalation. It's the intensity of that escalation, I think, which is which has really got everybody's attention. I mean, the fact that the you know the United States has put two carrier groups into the Eastern Mediterranean, which is I- incredible firepower. I mean, it, these carrier groups are very, very powerful in terms of their intelligence uh, collecting capabilities, and also in terms in terms of what they can they can deliver in, in support of Israel. And America will act in support of Israel if if, if it feels its 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 integrity, it, its its sovereignty is, is is threatened. Hezbollah is a very different animal from um, from Hamas. Uh, they're in many ways better armed, better trained, better equipped. Uh, they are, of course, Shia. Muslims, they're, they're, they're unlike Hamas, who are Sunni, they're much closer in terms of their ideology ideology to, um, to to Iran. And in recent weeks, in recent days and weeks, have been joined by you know, a steady flow of 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 fighters from around the region who are willing to come and uh, and fight alongside them against Israel. So, yeah, it is that the, the northern threat is is significant. I think the Yemen the Yemen issue is is not, notable but but of no significant military Im, importance. Uh, but I, I, looking at this, you know, on on a Monday morning, I would say Iran is desperate for this thing to escalate and wants wants Israel to do something so egregious that that that, that Iran feels justified in pressing a button. Uh, and that's the balance that's the balance that is being struck at the moment. How stretched is Israel? I mean, can it fight on numerous fronts? Israel, Israel is a tiny country, 
and it is reliant upon its own uh, population primarily for its defense. It's mobilized. It's, it's, it's the largest mobilization of, of Israeli forces uh, since the 70s. So there's not much left in the tank in terms of, uh, of, of manpower. In terms of material support and equipment, um, America will, will provide all the logistic support that Israel is ever going to need in this conflict. So I think it's it's fair to say that that this the, the the idea that Israel runs out runs out of material is 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 not feasible. Can Israel sustain this for weeks, months, and years? It remains to be seen. But I don't think what we're going to see here is going is going to last much more than than the next six months or so. Because at the end at the end of the day, this will have to come to 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 a head. Can is can Israel um, fight fight on many fronts? Yes, they have to. That's the bottom line. Israel has no choice. Now, some of the uh, comments and questions coming in from our, our listeners: Israel wants to offload Gaza into Egypt, but why should Egypt facilitate Israel's plans? That's from Dahi. Is is that? the end game for Israel, they just don't want the Gaza Strip and they prefer Egypt to have maybe control over it. The Egyptians don't want two and a half million people subsumed into their own population. Well, the tragedy for the Palestinian people is that nobody wants them. And that, and that's that's the reality. Egypt doesn't want them. Jordan doesn't want them. None of, none of the Arab states want the 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 Palestinian issue, none of them, and I think you know for the people of Gaza, it is an it is a it is a tragedy for Israel. It is a responsibility. Israel isn't going to be allowed to offload like this. It, 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 life isn't like that. Netanyahu and his cabinet certainly think like that, and this is I think one of the issues that we maybe touched on you know a couple of weeks ago is that we're not dealing we're not dealing with a, an Israeli. Uh, political leadership who think necessarily like the rest of the world. This is an extreme group, and they have extreme views. And there are there are enough re- significant reports coming out of out of the Israeli press and and Israeli media to suggest that at some point Netanyahu saw some form of some form of, of major solution for for Gaza. That didn't involve Israel having responsibility going going mm-hmm. forward. In other words, dealing with it once and for all. Unfortunately, the world isn't like that, and there, yeah. there is there is essentially not enough sympathy around the world for Israel or the Palestinians for the world to take mm-hmm. on this problem. So, yet again, I suspect we'll be here in, in a couple of years' time. Finally, uh, looking back in history, one of my listeners says, "Let's be honest about this." Um, it's hard to believe that Israel, one of the most advanced military agencies in the world, did not know about the attack from Hamas. Uh, that's unlikely. They wanted an excuse for their wipeout of the Palestinians in Gaza, pure collective punishment for the actions of the minority. But just like Churchill knew about Pearl Harbor and wanted America in the war, Israel knew about Hamas and wanted to get into Gaza and solve the problem once and for all. Well, it's, it's, it, it, it's, it's a view um, that is circulating. Uh, I don't think any of us have got the evidence to, to support it, but it is a view that is circulating. I think, that, I think the, the other view that is circulating is that there is a high level of incompetence within the Israeli government. Um, if, you know, if you, if, prior to 
the the attacks and prior to 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 the the, the Hamas atrocities, you would have probably found that most Israelis and certainly Israelis that I've spoken to prior prior to this regarded their government as, as shameful and incompetent. Mm. So I think between incompetence and conspiracy probably lies lies the truth. But you know it it is. It is the, the situation, unfortunately, is what it is now on the ground, and that's what what people now have to deal with, not necessarily why it, why it is where it is. Duncan uh, I think that's the trouble. Duncan, thank you very much for joining us. Uh, Duncan Bullivant, the CEO of the Henderson Group and International Risk Management Advisory. The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance on News Talk.